somebody that knows exactly what that's like uh, because he has sold so many books. He's got to be a multimillionaire many times over is a New York Times bestselling author, the co-anchor of Fox and Friends, nationally syndicated radio talk show host and somebody who's appearing in New Jersey. Uh, and that is my friend Brian Kilmeade. Brian, it is great to talk with you again. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, I did, Frank. What about you? Wonderful. Uh, it was uh, it was uh, absolutely great. Uh, so, big question everyone's asking. Still tickets available uh, tomorrow night? Yeah, we've got a, cu- a couple of VIP tickets, some back row. We're almost sold out. And I just, uh, Joe Piscopo was telling me uh, offline, I'm name dropping with your former boss. <laughs> and he was telling me what a great facility is at the Performing Arts Center. So now I can't wait to get there. I, I am. I do have some people coming from Long Island on a Friday, and they are fearing the traffic. They should leave now. <laughs> they, they, I, I just said they said, "Well, can I go to work?" I'm like, uh, "I don't know. Can you do a half day?" Because it uh, everything starts. Uh, the VIP stuff starts at six. The show starts at eight, and we stream on Fox Nation at eight thirty. So it's going to be an entire. Uh, production, so it's going to be pretty cool. So tell people what they're in store for if they come out to Jersey to see you tomorrow. What, what are they? Well, number be? one, I got I, uh, Carly Shimkus, who used to work with I'm a Show, that used mm. to air on this network. Uh, she's going to be joining me, and uh, Rachel Campo Stuffy and Pete Hegseth are going to be joining on stage. What I try to do is take a lot of the issues that are going on in the country, whap them in the history stories uh, that they've been able to write. And people seem to embrace, along with uh, how my career started, uh, just as a as a, a below-average Division II soccer player uh, on Long Island and how it helped me uh, get to where I am right now and hopefully stay there. And it's just a lot of fun on stage. I've done it about 20 times across the country. And now, instead of running in some slick videos, we're reenacting some great moments in history and having fun with it. And the audience seems to like it. And in the middle of this, Frank, we could go start with a war on history, tearing down statues and uh, deciding we have to rewrite history books or not talk about history at all. So it went from, wouldn't it be nice to have a night out? And it's fun. Pat O'Rourke, an outstanding comedian, will open up for 20 minutes. And we have fun. But now I feel like i got to push back with facts on our past. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you see uh, Abraham Lincoln being defaced and spray-painted colonizer. There's an, a lot of uh, pushback needed. Are, is a lot of the focus in terms of the history portion of the talk going to be on Frederick Douglass and his relationship with Lincoln, or are you going to well, uh, go into a lot of the other areas of history that you've explored before, the Barbary Pirates, yeah. uh, George Washington, and so forth? You know, you, you know the the President Freedom Fighter is out on paperback, and I added some of the news when they tried to take down the Emancipation Monument in, in Lincoln Park in Washington that Douglass actually was asked to dedicate to Lincoln, uh, was actually financed by freed slaves. They wanted to do something nice. They designed it. They commissioned it. And then tried to rip it down two years ago. So I, I put that in there. And, they, and also, if people get our signal in Rochester, New York, that's where Frederick Douglass spent most of his free life. They ripped two of his statues out of the ground. Uh, why They should put up two more if you're unhappy with race relations mm-hmm. in America. So I just put that in and just talked about how the, these historic uh, moments are under attack. So I talk about all of it. And what everyone can relate to is George Washington's Secret Six that's listening to us because everything happened in our area. They formed a spy ring, top secret till 1930. We're still finding out different things they did during the Revolutionary War. You had a farmer. Uh, you had a printer, which is a journalist, uh, a socialite, three, agent 355. You have a, a bartender and a, a longshoreman who worked for four, out, four years behind enemy lines, which was New York and Long Island. 
And then I go to Thomas Jefferson, Tripoli Pirates, the first war on terror. Andrew Jackson, the miracle of New Orleans, the biggest victory, made military victory we've ever had. Biggest upset maybe in military history, beat the number one army in the world in about 45 minutes. How it happened and saved New Orleans. And then Sam Houston, the Alamo Avengers. Uh, what happened after the Alamo? Everyone knows how bad the Alamo uh, and how inspirational it was, but how devastating it was. But how many people know what happened after mm. and who Sam Houston really is? So I try to put that together in a conversational form and then intrigue people with what's coming up next with great leaders in our past and who's, who's maybe on deck. Have you given any thought, and I'm sure this is a question you've been asked many times, the, the people that you've written about, Andrew Jackson, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Frederick Douglass, Abraham Lincoln, have you given any thought to what modern-day political leaders most closely parallel any of those great figures from the past that you've studied? Well, a couple of things. Uh, the question is, too, is uh, if you look back in American history, early on, you know, the, the brain trust, the founding fathers got elected a lot. You know, Monroe and Madison and, and Washington and, and Jefferson got it, understand it. But the next generation came out of nowhere. I mean, Lincoln comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Andrew Jackson comes out of nowhere. You, you know, you see these people in our past that just seem to get in, in our pivotal moments. They rise up. And I think that guys like, you know, Ron DeSantis, whether you're Republican or Democrat, the guy has no political connections. He's from Florida, played baseball in college. You know, the guy was a was a Ivy League lawyer and says, I'm going to join the army. Next thing you know, he's the number one governor in the country. And they're talking about he's going to be president. And when you look at Jackson, Jackson was a self-made uh, success story. An outsider, there are so many similarities to Trump. It's it's really uncanny. Now he had nothing. Trump was born obviously with uh, a million, and with a family was extremely hardworking dad. But he was he's very sure he was well uh, very do. well off. Yeah. So I, I see a uh, I see a lot of of rags to riches stories, and those, those are the ones I'm most encouraged by. I, I'm not intrigued by the the Joe Biden legacy, the Mitch McConnell who spent their entire life in politics. That's really not the people that fuel this country. They come in, they come out. They go in, they achieve success, and they leave. They don't want the fame and acclaim. And uh, people are upset about George Bush today. I'm not. I mean, he was born with money, got it, and he had privilege. He understands it. His name brought responsibility. This guy got in and got out. It's not Barack Obama hanging out in Washington, D.C., still wielding influence. Now, Jackson also wielded influence. They could say that when Jackson was done, he was more, in many ways, the more powerful uh, than when he was actually president. Because all these guys would come through with the hermitage and say, you know, bless me, Mr. President. Give me the political power to go run for office. And a lot of the people that hung out in his porch became president. I understand that. But I think that, you know, to say that these anybody out there is worthy of our founding fathers is, is a, a leap. But I would say that. My goal, if, if there's a goal, is get the most talented mm. people in our country to go serve in political office and stop tearing them down with political scandals and financial investigations that make it impossible and make it um, impossible for anyone with a family and a reputation to run. Well, yeah, one can only guess how history will record uh, President Kanye West's tenure uh, 30, 40, 50 right. years from and now. And who's going to be his running mate. Ex- exactly, exactly. Right. Uh, Brian, uh, if people want tickets Friday in New Jersey, what's the best way for them to get them? Just go to briankillme.com and just click on, uh, you know, there's, there's not many, but there's a few VIP mm. things where we talked before. Uh, and then some things to do after, and it'll just bring it to the New Jersey Performing Arts Center, and they could take it from there. Yeah, uh, uh, you did a very interesting interview with Herschel Walker 
just yesterday on Fox and Friends, where you were talking about the Georgia runoff. If people How do you didn't, feel about if, President Obama coming into this situation where he just keeps saying over and over again, Herschel's not ready? Well, he's coming out because he knows Herschel is ready. And, you know, Obama is an actor. That's where uh, Senator Warnock is getting most of his money from, is Hollywood. You know, he's thinking that they can, they can buy this seat. But I want them to know that Georgia is not for sale. And I'm here to win this seat through getting more votes. I think that's the reason the turnout has got them nervous. And that's the reason Obama is coming back out, because people are turning out to have their voices heard and their vote counted. Give me your prediction on how you think this runoff election in Georgia turns out. Well, their internals say it's a dead heat, uh, but they are being outraised seriously. But what was brought up to us yesterday is, listen, you know, you can have more money, but what do you get? Ralph Reed, who's helping Herschel a lot, he said... There's no place to buy it anymore. People in Georgia just are, you know, they're not looking for a new slick ad. So he's getting huge crowds. And they're trying everything, carpetbagger, uh, mental, mentally ill, whatever they want to bring up about Herschel Walker. The abortion issue is a bad one for him, obviously. Uh, I don't know what the truth is there, but the fact that it was brought up. Mm-hmm. But my, my feeling is that Georgians, they have to understand that it is not it, it is not a lost cause. Huge difference, 50-50 and 51-49. And I think when Georgians realize that, they lean more right than left. And I'll say this, Frank, everyone listening, you should be offended of what happened a year ago when Joe Biden came out and said Jim Crow 2.0. The turnout in Georgia is unbelievable already. It is no problem. No one's passing out because they couldn't get water on the line. No, there's nobody being forced out because of the color of their skin. The Meanwhile, the Hollywood pulled out. The baseball all-star game pulled out. But Governor Kemp was called a racist. And then they turned around and put him in by nine points. And I think Kemp's get-out-the-vote team is the best hope Herschel has. And also, he's a very sincere guy. He would do a great job. Uh, and uh, Warnock is hiding a lot. So my feeling is it's, it's, it's closer to a dead heat. Don't watch CNN and think you're getting an accurate for, uh, forum because all they do is try to tear the guy down. All right, Brian, before we let you go, a lot of people in our audience really look forward to our weekly conversation. And it occurred to me a couple of weeks ago that the one thing that we're missing in this segment is a clever name for our weekly conversation here. So we actually did a segment where we solicited Caller input on what this segment should be called. And a lot of people offer, I think there were about 30 or 40 different suggestions, and I'll email them to you. But some people said it should be Killing It with Killmead. Some people said Bro Talk with Brian. Some (laughs) people said Clubbing with Killmead. Babble with Brian. Conversation with Killmead. Chilling with Chillmead. Killing Mead Softly. Brian's Bringing It or Brian Brings It. Brian's Beat. The Killmead Connection. Do you have a favorite for what you would like these little weekly chats to be called? I, I just think your name has got to be in it. I think it's too much me. I think it's got to be some type of combination. I don't know if it's, it exists yet, but I'm going to need some time to work on it. <laughs> all right, all right. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll both work on it collectively and individually, and then we'll have a clever little right. open for this. We'll get the production team working on it. I'm going to put together a board. Thank you. About all volunteers, <laughs> sponsored by some type of corporate corporation. 
That's right. That's and, right. And uh, to work on this. Um, and by next week, we're going to do it, and then there'll be a jingle. Exactly. That's what I'm waiting for, right? That, that, <laughs> this segment's already highly rated. Forget about it. That'll put us in another stratosphere. Uh, Brian, I'm sorry that I'm going to be in Mexico and I have to miss this tomorrow. I, in all sincerity, I have uh, seen your presentations many times in New York and uh, in Atlantic City and, and elsewhere. And uh, people may think you're great on radio or great on television or enjoy the printed page. You were born uh, to give live stage presentations. <laughs> you have such a stage presence. I don't know if it's from your days doing stand-up comedy, but if people haven't seen you, I do hope they will uh, check you out in uh, Newark tomorrow. And again, VIP tickets available at BrianKillMe.com. Good luck tomorrow. Uh, Frank, thanks so much for your support, and uh, and I'm, I'm sorry to miss you, but I'm glad people are getting married again. Exactly. We didn't get married <laughs> exactly. for two years, so we got to make exactly. up for it. You are on my postcard list, so expect a postcard. All right, fantastic. Uh, I haven't had a postcard since 1978, <laughs> so it'll be great, Frank. Go get them. If, if I am kidnapped in Mexico, expect to hear from the kidnappers. I so. cannot. That'll be great. <laughs> I'm not coming for you. It's too dangerous. <laughs> Think of the great Fox and Friends segment, though. It'd, it'd right. be, it'd be sad. All right, Brian. Thanks again. Go get it, Frank. All right, thank you. If you want to comment, we, we didn't get to do 15 seconds of fame yesterday, so we're going to do an extended 15 seconds of fame in a moment. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I am Frank Moreno. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. 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 